Welcome to the Emmanuel Church Podcast, where we believe God is with us and speaks to us wherever we're at, whether at work, home, or on the move. We'd love for you to be connected with us by visiting us at myemmanuelchurch.com or any social media platform using at myemmanuelchurch. Thanks for being with us, and we hope you enjoy this message. Welcome here to Emmanuel Church Online. We are so glad that you could join us here today. And if it's your first time or you are already part of the Emmanuel Church family, we are so glad that you are here with us today. And we are right now in a series called You Follow. It's a question. Are we really following Jesus? The first week of the series, we talked about are we following the real Jesus of the Bible or have we created our own image of him. And moving on to the second week, John uh, came and spoke to us about reflecting Jesus, that once we know that we're following Jesus, we have to know that we, uh, we should reflect him in our lives, and in our character, in the way we live. And today, going a little bit deeper into that, we're going to start answering the question this week and next week, what does it mean to reflect Jesus? What, what, what does that look like in our lives? So in order to do that, we have to know what is it that Jesus wants for you and for me. What is our mission on this earth? What is our object, our purpose? Jesus' mission on this earth was clear to him. But it can be easy for us to to get distracted by other things and other stuff that are around us. Growing up, and even still today, I I love to play video games. And there are so many video games, but one of my favorites, one of my favorite series of games is called The Legend of Zelda. And in these games, there is a main quest that you follow, a main storyline that you accomplish the goal of defeating the bad guy and saving the kingdom, saving the princess, and putting everything as it should be. But these games are also filled with side missions, side quests, things that you can do that have no uh, sometimes they have absolutely no effect on the main game or main story whatsoever. Some of them do, some of them don't. Some of them can affect it, some can give you bonuses or whatever. But it's really easy to get caught up in wanting to do all of these side quests and side missions and accomplish all of this stuff and miss the point of actually uh, accomplishing your objective. And just like that, we can do the same in our lives as the church and individuals. We can get distracted in our own side quests and side missions and even creating our own missions that have nothing to do with what Jesus has called us to do on this earth. So today, the title of my message is The Mission of Jesus. And while that might seem a little straightforward, we don't want to miss it. We don't want to miss what Jesus was about. So let's, let's look to what he says. In Luke chapter 4, verses 16 to 19, he says, the Bible tells us like this, He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim the news to the good news to the poor. 
He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, and to set the oppressed free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Now, Jesus was talking about himself, and in fact, he goes on to say right after this, he says, Today you have seen this prophecy fulfilled. You have seen this word fulfilled before your very eyes. And of course, people got angry. But he was clear. He was making a statement. Jesus had just come from spending 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness. He had just been baptized. He had been filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. He, he was tempted by Satan. And he faced all of this and then came directly from all of that to proclaim, Now my mission has begun. Mission start. Mission began. And this, this is my mission. This is my mission. He tells us, my mission is to proclaim the good news to the poor. We call that the gospel. The gospel is a word that comes from the Greek that means good news. And oftentimes this good news was in relation to freedom and freedom from exile that the people of Israel were facing. Freedom for, uh, or, or some kind of victory that was happening. A soldier, uh, a messenger running with victory from the front lines, telling the people that it's over, it's done, it's, it, it's, it's, everything's done, it's finished. And so Jesus says, my mission is to proclaim the good news, the gospel to the poor. To the poor in spirit, to the poor... <laughs> Uh, if you don't have money and broke, the good news, it doesn't matter if you're poor in spirit or poor in money, God wants to proclaim the good news to you. He says he wants to proclaim freedom for prisoners. Prisoners that not were, not were physical prisoners, and yet he did that too, to preach the gospel to the prisoners. Paul and many of the apostles who were thrown in jail often spoke the gospel to the prisoners that were around them. But prisoners to sin and the, the, the ways of this world, to being trapped by what the standards of the world, to be trapped by the, the sin that ensnares us and pulls us down into darkness. He, set, he came to set prisoners free. He said, I've come to, to give recovery of sight to the blind. To the blind, the, the ones that can't see. And this didn't mean just physically. This wasn't a physical thing, although Jesus did that too. He went around healing people from their sight. But why that was so important for us to understand was that it was not about just giving them their sight back. He wants to give us our spiritual sight back, yes. But physical sight, there was something deeper in what he was doing there too. You know, that was during a time where glasses weren't a thing and I wear contacts and glasses and without them I'm blind. But I can see because of corrective lenses. But 2,000 years ago, that wasn't the case. People who couldn't see like me, even though everything is blurry, if I take off my contacts or glasses and everything around me is blurry and I can kind of see shapes and things, but nothing's clear. But for those who lived in that kind of state over 2,000 years ago, they were 
exiled from community. They were not able to participate in everyday life. And so when Jesus says, I'm coming to bring sight to the blind, it's spiritual, yes, but it's also to bring people back into community with God and his people. To bring them back to the place that he has called them. He says, my job here is to bring people back to me. He says, to set the oppressed free. And this is interesting, and I was reading and studying about this verse and what Jesus was saying here. It was more than just oppression. You know, Jesus, because Jesus didn't come to save the people of his day from the Romans who were oppressing them. It wasn't military might that he was coming to. But it was spiritual. Spiritual in that he said, he he came and said, if you are struggling with all this that the Pharisees and others put on you, this, this spiritual weight that they're weighing on you, come to me and I will give you rest. He wanted to set people free from spiritual abuse, from the oppression of sin in our lives. He wanted to set people free, but not just set them free, but to send them out. And I I was astounded to read as I was learning of this scripture that Jesus was saying that that line to set the oppressed free, if you look back in its original Greek, what, you know, and I I don't know Greek as much as well as any of us might. I don't know, maybe you do. But, But what it was trying to say is that to those that have been now set free from oppression, I send them out. Send them out to those who have been forgiven. So Jesus is calling on those. He is setting free the prisoners and the blind and those that he is bringing back into community. Those that he is setting free. Those that he is gifting blessing, spiritual blessing on. All of those who have received all of that to now go out. And then to proclaim the year of the Lord's flavor, favor, not flavor, favor, which is in reference to the year of a thing called the year of Jubilee. And every seven years, there was a year of Jubilee in Israel when all debts would be forgiven, would be canceled, and people would be set free from that. And he says, This is the year of the Lord's favor. I have come to bring forgiveness. So this was Jesus' mission. This was his mission statement, walking on the world stage, about to start uh, have, making miracles happen, to about to start to deliver the most famous sermon ever preached, the Sermon on the Mount, to, to, to bring uh, controversy and all the things that were about to come, to leading up to his death on the cross. This was Jesus standing on the stage saying, this is my mission. This is my mission. And so Jesus then, in his own proclamation, says, Now I'm going to send you out too. And after that, he called disciples. He called Peter and John and Matthew and James and the rest of them that I can't remember all of their names right now. He calls them all. And at some point, he even sends them out too. While he is still with them, he says, Now I'll give you authority to do these things. Now go. And when Jesus had given his life on the cross and when he three days later came back, 
He gave the church a mission. He gave the church a mission. But a lot of times, before we dissect that mission, but a lot of times when we compare Jesus' mission to our mission, we get it wrong. Because we have boiled it down to things that we think are most important. We've made Jesus' mission the good news about salvation from hell. That it's a get-out-of-hell-free card. That it's a ticket to eternal life. I remember growing up, I used to see those little little gospel tracts that were like, here is your ticket to heaven, John 3.16, read this and that's it. You escape from hell and get a one-way ticket to heaven. We've made it about that. But it was so much more. But the gospel is so much more. It's more than salvation from hell and eternal life, although that is part of it. It's more than filling up a building. Because that's one thing we like to do. We want to see the church grow. And believe me, as a pastor, I want to see the church grow. (laughs) I want to see people come to Jesus, to know Him. But a lot of times it's about filling up buildings. So we build bigger buildings and bigger buildings because we think that we need to fill them up and that's how we get people to Jesus. We think it's rallying people to our cause and making an earthly kingdom based on our desires instead of a Jesus-based heavenly kingdom. We make it about ourselves more than anything else. The mission of Jesus isn't about bringing people in, but about us going out and being part of what God is doing in the world. Jesus called us to a mission. And as He was going back to heaven, ascending into heaven, He gave us this mission in Matthew 28, 19, and 20. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you to the very end of the age. So Jesus tells us and asks of us two tasks in this mission statement for the church. He says, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And two, teach them everything that I have taught you. Teach them to obey it. Teach them to obey it. So he tells us, make disciples. So what is a disciple? And what, what if we are supposed to be doing is making disciples. Bringing people into a community. That's what baptizing is. It is a statement of our faith. It is proclaiming to the world that we have made allegiance to Jesus. Not an earthly kingdom, not our own missions, not our own side quests, but the allegiance to Jesus. Not to a nation, not to a flag, not to any one man or person, but to His kingdom. It is showing people and showing and pointing people to Jesus and not to ourselves. Everything is supposed to be about Him. Teaching them everything He has obeyed, uh, uh, everything He has asked us to. Everything that He obeyed and gave to His disciples, the new command that He gave, love one another as I have loved you. The fulfillment of the law that Jesus comes to bring Rest and hope and life. 
to make disciples. A disciple is someone who follows Jesus. Not their own desires and will, but to seek out the desires and will of Jesus. The mission of the church is to follow Jesus. And in that journey, point others, point other people to Him. Not to us, because we can't save people. We can't. And that's one thing that we get wrong in our mission. We think that the church is here to save people, but it's not. The church is here to be the expression of Christ in the earth. We are to point to Him, not to us. We can preach fancy sermons. We can do lights and make things interesting. We can help people, but if we're not pointing to Jesus, all we're doing is something nice, something fun, something interesting. If we're not pointing to Jesus, then we're missing the point. Because we can't save them, no matter how good we are at what we do, we cannot save them. But Jesus can. Jesus can. Preaching, sorry, the mission of the church is not a short-term mission trip that makes us feel more spiritual. Going to another city, going to another place, and doing some work, and oh yeah, this makes me feel close to Jesus. But it's not that. It's not conforming to laws, conforming laws to our liking, our belief. Making disciples, the mission of the church isn't giving all the work to the pastors or the teachers or the the people who are leaders at your church and then just coming on Sunday and singing some songs. It's not, it's not what we've made it. We've got to go back. We've got to see what Jesus wants us to do. We've got to reframe it in light of what Jesus came to do. To proclaim the good news to the poor, to bring recovery to the blind, recovery of sight to the blind, to set prisoners free, to set the oppressed free, and to send people out and point to Jesus. It's reaching out to those who have no connections to God. It's bringing, it's helping people be free from the life of sin. It's bringing into community people with God again, those who have been rejected by society. It is preaching the gospel that Jesus is the answer to our broken humanity. That He is the one that can bring healing. That Jesus is the one that can bring hope. Jesus came for so much more than what we've made it. John 10.10 says that He came that we might have life and life more abundantly. He wasn't just talking about eternal life. He was talking about life here. Stepping out into what God is doing into the world. Walking with Him. Following Him. Pointing to Jesus. To experience the fullness of life that God has given us the fullness of the plans that He has prepared for us. The goodness 
of Jesus. The John 3.16 that says that God, He loved the world that He sent Jesus to make things right between Him and us. Because we are loved. We have been called to embody the mission of Jesus. So it's time for us to set aside our own side quest for church. Side quest for what it means to be Christian. And say, what is it, Jesus? Take my life. Take my plans. Here am I. Send me. What will you have me do? today where will i go to who will i point jesus to today who can i pray for who can i express love to today who have you called me to be a symbol a light a semblance of jesus to today I want to pray today as we close out. Pray that we as the church would be that, would be the Jesus that the world needs today. Not that we are Jesus, but that we point to him rightly today. And today, that Jesus that I'm talking about is here for you. And if you need to know him, if you want to know him. He is here for you and I will pray for you as well. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to bring this word today. I pray that as the church we not forget what you have called us to do. To be Jesus' hands and feet on the earth. To extend his mission to bring people back into community with you, to preach the forgiveness and love and hope that you are, Jesus. To set people free, to point to you as you have taken all of that on the cross. Let us be today the ones who point to the one who is the way, the truth, the life, who is hope, who is love. And for anyone listening today saying that, I want to know that Jesus. For anyone that might want to know that Jesus today, I pray with them right now. That they would just come before you and say this simple words with me. Here I am, Jesus. I want to know you. I want to follow you. Here is my life. I want to know your love today. And over them I will pray, God, that I welcome them into the family, the family of Christ. And that we will surround them in prayer and love and help them along this journey. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you made a decision today to follow Jesus, let us know in the chat. We want to reach out to you uh, and how we can help you take the next steps after this today. 
Um, and for those of us who are here, and we just once again thank you for joining us on this live stream. And as we close out this service, I hope that you have a blessed week. We love you. We miss you. We will see you soon. We hope you've enjoyed this message. We'd love to hear your story about how you've been blessed by this ministry or how we can pray for you. To connect with us, you can email us at amen at myemmanuelchurch.com. And if you would like to support us financially, you can give online at myemmanuelchurch.com slash give. Also, if you're in the area, we'd love to see you in person for the full worship experience. Thanks again, and we hope you have a blessed week.